You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 290. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. We are 10 episodes away from 300. That's an accomplishment. I'm not going to lie. If someone told me when I started podcasting that I would record 300 episodes, I would, I'd be pretty excited if I made it this far and I had this much to share with you, which Uh, apparently I do. And I realized as I get ready to talk to you about getting your art on TV, that this is not the first time that my art will be on a television show upcoming this fall season. But I realized I've never, I don't believe I've ever recorded a podcast around how that happens what to pay attention to contractually if your art is selected to be in film or television, what you might expect to be paid. And the truth is, is it something you actually want to participate in? Do you want your art to be in film and television? Now, the first answer to that question would probably be, well, yeah, why not? Right. That has certainly been my philosophy until my art ended up on a horror movie where no lie demons tunneled through my characters. You may have remembered an email I sent out about that. Uh, My licensing company was not super appreciative of that email. And I just I wrote it not out of a lack of appreciation for the opportunity. I wrote it to educate artists around what to pay attention to before they just say, yeah, you can put my art on your show. So let's start at the beginning. And I also, whoops, <laughs> knocking pens over. I also spoke with my neighbor and good friend who is a set decorator. Yes, I happen to live near a set decorator. And she shared a bunch of resources that I am going to share with you here. And so if you are interested in getting your art out in this way, stay tuned because I've got some inside scoop for you. So how this came to be is Well, how this opportunity came to be is through, in this case, it's through my neighbor who reached out to me and said, hey, I'm working on a kid's room on my show, which is 911 starring Peter Krause and Angela Bassett is in it as well. I have not yet 
watched any episodes. So that's as far as I know in terms of the actors attached. But the new season, I think, started a couple of weeks ago. And my art will be maybe six, seven or eight episodes in. And so my neighbor reached out to me and said, hey, what do you have available? Because currently at creativethursday.com, I don't have my prints available. I have a very limited collection of my work because as you may or may not know, I have really focused on the education side of my business to A, give myself a little bit of a breathing space and an evolution time in my artwork and also to grow this side of my business, but I can't wait to bring it back. The plan is there will be a comeback to art collection releasing before the holidays, hopefully in November. That's our plan along with a new creative planner for 2023. So stay tuned. Also, I can't forget to share with you before we dive into this episode, an invitation to join me for the Sell a Piece of Art This Week Challenge. We are starting October 10th. You are getting a heads up invite a little extra early and you just go to sellmyartthisweek.com. You can join for free. I'm hosting the workshop or the challenge this time for free. And then if you would like the replays and you would like to have time with me on Zoom with Q&A, you can purchase the VIP option when you go to register for the workshop. Hey, we are about to hit Q4. As this episode drops, we're just a few days away. If you haven't listened to my encouragement earlier about getting started on your holiday season preparations, product planning, marketing strategy, setting up your shop, getting your social media planned out, most importantly, your email campaigns planned out. Listen to me now, talk about it later. It's <laughs> a throwback to anyone who listened to early Saturday Night Live where it was Hans and Franz. Listen to me now, talk about it later, think about it some other time. No, listen to me now and get ready. This is a great opportunity for us to come together, all of you in the Creative Thursday community who are interested in selling your work who are already selling your work. There is very powerful momentum when we get together. And I timed this opportunity to happen right before the holiday season as yet another gentle but firmer nudge in supporting you in saying, yes, let me really make the most of this season. You know, I think you may forget or you may not know that a lot of artists, a lot of retailers make the majority of their revenue during this last quarter. This is not something to just, you know, sit back and hope you get to it next year. If you are really dedicated to growing your business, this is the time to go all in. So I invite you to join me. I invite you to go to sellmyartthisweek.com and we will 
get started on October 10th. We are doing a little quicker version this time to get you up and going and ready to begin prepping for the holiday season. Yay! It is it is almost Halloween. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit excited about that already. I am. I've missed it these past couple of years. All right. Back to getting your art on television. So my neighbor is a set decorator for 911, and she reached out to me. So yes, you might be saying, hey, Marisa, aren't you an artist in Los Angeles. And wouldn't it make sense that your art might be on TV and film? To which I would say, yes, in this instance, 100%. This is through a connection. All the other times had nothing to do with anyone I knew who was a set decorator. It's because first and foremost, my art is out there in the world, right? This isn't going to happen unless people know about you and your art. Marketing 101. Marketing before 101, if there is such a thing. It's the very most important piece is letting people know about you and your work. So the shows that I've been on up until this point, most recently was, well, I was on Santa Clarita Diet, you may have seen that. That was with Drew Barrymore. I think that was on Netflix for a while. There was Up All Night, and that was lovely because the art was actually in a nursery. It was not tunneled through by any paranormal evil creature. It was in a nursery with Will Arnett and Christina Applegate. I wish that show had stayed on. It was just on for a few seasons. It's also been in Criminal Minds, Army Wives. There was also a movie called Ethos. It was in that movie and HGTV shows and also the Today Show. And most recently, the Avengers Endgame which is, I believe it was the highest grossing movie of all time, but I believe it's number two highest grossing movie of all time. It is in Iron Man, also known as Robert Downey Jr. And I guess it's Gwyneth Paltrow. I never saw the complete movie. Forgive me. I I did not contribute to the overall box office, but I believe it's Iron Man and Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter and it's her room. There's a bunny and a bear above her bed. And when Iron Man's character, when Robert Downey Jr. is tucking her in to say goodnight, that's where you see it. It's very quick, but it's pretty special. And so many people reached out to me and recognized that it was my work, which on a side note, that's how you know that you have tapped into something that is uniquely yours, right? When people see it in the world and they let you know I heard about it through my collectors before I was alerted to the fact that it was actually out in the world in this movie. And so how did these opportunities come to me before versus this one where I actually know the set decorator? 
Most of them came through my licensing company. So when you do license your art, now this is also something that you're going to want to choose. You're you're going to want to make a choice if you do or don't want to license your work. And we're not going to get into all of that in this episode, but I am going to share with you if you happen to have your work licensed, one addition you might make to your contract or make it clear with your licensor that you are wanting to have a say on where the art is going to be featured. Now, this gets a little bit tricky in that very often projects are top secret and they will come under code names. And so even the licensing company isn't always given all the details. But if you put that stipulation in, at least you'll get a sense. I knew with the Avengers Endgame that it was a Marvel movie. I trusted that would probably be fine. The reason I had this added into my contract, as I alluded before, is that I wasn't pleased with the way it was used in the Paranormal 5 movie. And I say respectfully because it is someone's art. I'm I'm fine with thrillers. I really have a lot of respect for that genre as well. But This one did not inspire me. We'll just leave it there. And if I had known that's how my art would have been used, I would have said no to that project. So it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be able to have full say if they're not fully upfront with you, but they should be able to give you enough details around the scope of the project. They might not be able to say a ton of specifics and that's not coming from your licensing company. That's coming from the entertainment industry. There's a lot of secrecy around what's getting produced when. And it's just, you know, one one more step to ensure that you, well, that your work is being represented in the way that you want it to be. Now, you may be someone who's like, I really don't care, Marisa, just be exciting for me to have my art out there. That's fine. Totally fine. I had reached a point in my career and in my career now where I want actually more control over where my art ends up. And so I pulled back on some of the licensing because at the end of the day, a lot is out of your control in exchange for someone getting it out into the world, uh, marketing it more on your behalf. And, you know, my art made it to, I don't even know, hundreds, I don't, maybe thousands of stores without me having to do all of that legwork, for which you also get a very small percentage, right? Very, very small percentage and you're giving up some of the control over how it's featured, although this is where you can always negotiate in your contracts, at least try to, well, don't try, ask for what you want and make it a negotiation. So often, this is my public service announcement, so often artists just accept contracts, don't read them, and don't believe that they have any rights to ask for anything. Don't do that. Don't do that. Read your contract, please. And also know that you can negotiate. 
And if someone wants to work with you, they will be open to that. If they can't do it, they'll say they can't do it. You can make a decision then, but don't just accept every contract that is given to you ever. Okay. All right. My public service announcement is done. I'm pausing because we have studio visitors. <laughs> we have studio visitors, but I think they've settled in. And by studio visitors, I mean cats. I forgot to remove them before this recording started. So coming back to how was I able to get my art out there? I, I veered off there for a moment around that contract point recommendation is simply that my art is out in the world. Now, how did it end up with a licensing company? That is because I reached out to that licensing company and I asked if they would like to collaborate with me and partner with me. And at the time they said, yes. And so it was initially me. It was me. Nobody found me in that instance. However, you can be found. And you never know how that's going to happen. And of course, that only happens when you're posting your work somewhere. You have an online shop. This is where, as much as I recommend you have your own domain and your own online shop, this is where having a presence on Etsy can work in your favor because a lot of people go to Etsy looking for unique products now and art, including uh, my set decorator neighbor goes there. But I'm also going to share with you the resources that she shared with me so that you can learn more about this. Now, before we open up for these resources, I want to let you know about a very important point that my neighbor has assured me is pretty typical for the industry. And then we'll talk about what you can expect to be paid and then I'll share these resources with you. There is typically a contract. If you are going to lend an original, it actually ends up being a rental typically, an original work. And you would work out in a contract how long, you know, the terms of the rental, when you get it back, how it's cared for. Just think through all of this. But very often, if someone is approaching you legitimately from film and television, they would have a lot of that in place because they've been around the block. Not the first time at the rodeo and nobody wants to get sued. And typically they have a lot like I said, a lot of these particular parameters in place. And one of the most important though, because I don't recommend giving out a digital file of your work. You may remember one of the episodes I shared with you was about two of your most important assets. And one of those are digital scans or photography of your high res of your work, because basically if someone has that, well, they can go and sell your work on your behalf or without you knowing it can happen. It does happen. It's not something we want to be afraid of, right? If you're selling online to some degree, people have access to your work, but be very, very conscientious and err on the side of caution when you're giving out a digital file that can be printed. And so my neighbor was assuring me that you 
can, well, typically it's put in the contract. If it's a digital file, that only one print is to be made from this digital file. And then you can request to have the print destroyed, or they may request that if it's for a show like 911, they may request that they can hold on to the art prints in case they want to use them again, which would make sense, right? Especially if they would were to shoot in a similar set or the same set, they'd want to create it similarly. And so you want to be really clear about, is it film? Is it television? What happens after the fact? Another way is that they are actually purchasing art outright from you. So this is if it's not a digital print, you're only selling one physical print, right? First of all, I trust my neighbor and my friend, but I am selling paper prints for this particular series that the television show will then have framed and hang in a way that works for the set that they are building. So I'm selling the paper prints once. There's no royalty, typically. Now, depending on your level of fame and recognition as an artist, you may negotiate other options. But in terms of film and television, there's typically, I've never heard of it, not even for someone who is highly famous in their art. There's no way of having a royalty. It's not like you're an actor and you're going to receive residuals off of the television programming. So it's one-time fee of some sort. In the case of licensing, just breaking it down, they were two canvas reproductions. They were not originals. And I think for the highest grossing movie, the second highest grossing movie of all time, I think that if you break it down, I made about $10 in royalties, $10. And I get to put it in my bio. So, you know, the description is really fun uh, to talk about at parties. People love it. And it is fun. It's absolutely fun. But this is not you making a ton of money off of this. The only way that I can see that really translating is if you have a very prominent piece of art that is continually seen over and over and over again, most likely in a series, not even a film. Like I think of the show Billions. I don't know if you watched Billions and they had the coolest art Every time there was art on the wall, I was like, oh my gosh, who is that artist? I hope that this is giving them some recognition. They were very rarely talking about who it is. It doesn't typically get mentioned unless that's part of the storyline, but they were very distinct, large pieces of work that were featured. They probably were of a higher end art market because they were featured in the office of billionaires. So there, that might maintain some recognition. I remember, I feel like I remember some pieces in Mad Men. It's, you never know, right? It is exposure. But what we say about exposure, that's usually all it is, but you don't know. 
You don't know that the actor couldn't love it and purchase more work from you. You don't know that someone can see it and find out who you are and, and purchase work from you. We just never know. So the initial response to having your work out there is, is good in terms of just having recognition in terms of adding it to your quote unquote business card is what we, what we say, you know, it's social proof that your work is being recognized and that's always fun. That's always nice. It's great to see it. I'm trying to think if I've been in commercials, but a good friend of mine was in a commercial and again, you really never know where any of this leads. So my recommendation would be, yes, get your art out there. Just know that financially it's an art sale unless you are renting it, unless you have a really recognized name, you may be able to negotiate a fee for the use of it every time it's used plus the rental fee. This will be something that you will figure out either with your representation, if you have representation or by reading your contract. So two important points. If you are putting your work out there, ask for the right to know as much about the project beforehand so that you're not your licensing company isn't just selling the work to someone. If you care about that, maybe you don't, that's fine. And number two, if you are giving a digital file, try to give a physical file. If it's a reproduction, typically, again, you're going to be selling a reproduction to a show. Very rarely would it be an original. Most likely it's going to be rented if it is an original. Maybe you would sell an original. That's possible. It is possible. All of mine have been reproductions and make sure then that it's clear in a contract that you are only to they're only allowed to make one reproduction for the use of this show only. Super specific. Because if it ends up out there, that'll be pretty easy to track where it may have been leaked by that show. And it can happen. So just think ahead around how you want your brand to be reflected, how you... Well, how you want to collaborate with partners in any capacity. I encourage artists to begin thinking about this as soon as possible because I've learned some challenging lessons and not just be like anything and everything is great for me. But you may be someone who is going to learn those lessons on your own. I'm just here to give you a little bit of a heads up. You decide what's right for you. So here's a couple of resources for you. And this is because you are connected to an LA insider. I didn't know all these resources myself until recently. However, like I said, I'm not making it my full-time pursuit to end up on television. And right now my art wasn't even available. So this was a really special opportunity I also love collaborating with my friends and I appreciate the opportunity. I know they'll take care of me. And it was great because, you know, I sold 10 prints of work and that's been created over all these years, which is a 
reminder of how valuable your art is, how valuable it is. It is one of your greatest assets. And I'll talk more about this in a podcast. I wrote about it in today's email. If you're not part of the Creative Thursday email list, you can join us over at creativethursday.com. And I share with you more thoughts on just beginning to view your art in this way instead of something that is just okay or know, a hobby, you may not realize I didn't for a long time, but these subtle shifts with how you approach your art, including what I'm saying here about how you approach it in terms of your contract negotiations speaks volumes about where you're going professionally. The sooner you can adopt a very professional mindset instead of a, oh, I'm just an artist. (laughs) I'm not good at business. And um, yeah, I hope this works. And I say that respectfully. I don't mean to sound like I'm mocking anybody. I just am here to impress upon you that it is absolutely important to be a professional right at the beginning. And now you have the opportunity to learn from me and I can remind you and encourage you. This is no joke. You can do very well as an artist. Just think about all the ways that art touches you in your life. Design, art and design, it's everywhere. When you begin to see the value that it adds, including in film and television, you may begin to have a different level of appreciation for it and most definitely a different level of appreciation, I hope, for the gifts that you have because it's really, without sounding trite, it's really special. It's really special to be an artist. It just is. It just is. All right, before I continue on my soapbox about that, let me share some resources with you. So typically you can have your art out there, right? Instagram, if you have representation or a, a placeholder or you know a site on Etsy, also have your own, also have your own on your own domain. There are prop houses and there are galleries and a number of them are located here in Los Angeles. So another place to check would be New York, Atlanta, Canada, wherever filming is happening. I'm assuming filming also happens in Chicago. There are a number of key places. One way you can always find out where filming is happening is look at the credits of your favorite shows and movies, and you'll see a lot of them end up in similar cities because maybe those cities have given them tax advantages or breaks or starting to build out entertainment options. I'm sure in Europe, London, filming. I mean, there's filming all over today. Certainly LA, New York and LA are still two of the biggest and LA in particular, because a lot of the prop houses and resources here may be supplying the shows that are actually filming somewhere else. They may be sourced here. 
So one of them is called Wall Space. And that's a, a gallery. Another one is called Art Pick, A-R-T-P-I-C. Another one is called Art Space. And another one is called Wild Apple. And my neighbor was also telling me, and this applies to photography as well, that you may find that she can often find imagery on iStock also. Now, before you connect with these sites or galleries, some have a very small collection. Some are more of a big licensor that has a lot of variety and choices. And so you don't have to be located here. You could be located anywhere. My neighbor assured me or not assured me, she shared with me that she's purchased pieces from Germany, from Spain. You know, a good set decorator is going to get what they want to get. They're going to find just the right piece. That's part of their gift. They're going to find just the right piece to decorate the set in the way that they have the vision or the director or the showrunner does the showrunner <laughs> I forget who does who does all the things there's a lot of people involved in film and television the overall vision of the project and you know I always find actually watching film and t- television can be so inspiring me for me just simply because of the set decoration so good so coming back to Be really conscientious to read the terms if you are going to submit for licensing, see what's involved. Don't just settle because you think it'd be cool to say my art's on TV or my art's in a movie. Really think through this. And if that's something you want, there will be a perfect pairing that will also align with the values you have and how you want your art to be represented and the kind of brand that you want to build around the work that you create. Again, I invite you to join me starting October 10th for sellmyartthisweek.com. Come and play with us and get those muscles going of the creation, the marketing, the selling all before the holidays officially, officially began. But In a way, they're already kicking off, I would say, as early as just a few days from now. So don't waste any time. Come have fun with us. It's going to be a great, inspiring week. And I will keep you posted when I actually see the show. It is called 911. So she has assured me we don't know exactly what will happen to that set but I am fine with it. I am fine with it. And I will keep you posted when the art actually makes its appearance and it'll be fun to share it with you. So just one more way that your art can make it out into the world. And when you start to look at a, your art as this valuable asset, your gift as something truly unique and special. And you begin opening your mind in that direction instead of a direction of, can I make it? Does the world really need one more artist? I'll probably just end up like a starving artist, like so many others. And to which I say, so much of that has to do with your attitude and how you, what pair of glasses you choose to 
view the world with. And I encourage you to view the world with a set of glasses that are filled with possibility and opportunity. Thanks so much for listening and until next time. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.